0: It's the same with your weight loss journey. It's not going to be perfect. It's the same with your horse training, training a horse. It's never going to be perfect. You're going to ride this roller coaster of emotions of I'm doing awesome. No, I really suck. No, I'm doing really awesome. Mm-hmm. No, I suck. So it's just, it's just life, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yay. You made it to another episode of the Weekend Hustle podcast. My name is Shelby Oleschlager, and I'll be your host as we dive into barrel racers, athletes, and just people of the world to share, motivate, and inspire us all to be the best that we can be. Together, we can hustle. Hello, everybody. Welcome back and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Weekend Hustle podcast. Today, I have a guest with me that is from Texas. I've never met, but I've been following her Instagram and seeing all the cool stuff that she's been doing. And the one thing that caught me is how specific her market is and her target and what she's trying to accomplish. And that is for barrel racers. She's here to provide value and help barrel racers be better. So Sarah is with me. So Sarah, please give an introduction and actually tell us what you do.
0: Yeah. So my name is Sarah Van Buren. I am a certified personal trainer and a barrel racer. So naturally, um, I train barrel racers to become the best version of their self in and out of the saddle, um, increasing strength and just being able to be the jockeys that we know that we can be for our horses um, and just kind of holding ourselves to a higher standard, just like we do our
1: horses. I love that. Like when I came across, I was like, holy, this is such a game changer, kind of because I feel it is so overlooked with our industry that people are counting, like you said, so much on the horses. But it's like, what are we doing for ourselves? Because it is only a two person partnership. It's not like we have a team of 20. It's only us and our horses. So it's like, what can we do to help us be our best for us and our partners? So what gave you kind of the realization of like kind of seeing that gap of, you know, I see a need for this. Like what kind of made you think and wanting to pursue this?
0: Yeah. So I have always kind of been active and been fit and fitness has been a big part of my life from the time I was about 12 or 13 years old I started having strength and conditioning coaches for softball specifically and um, so I knew that that that's not normal for a lot of people um, especially in the rodeo and barrel racing industry to grow up with that type of intense training at a really young age Mm -hmm. and so you know I rodeoed my senior year of high school that was like my fun thing because softball was my job from the time that I was about I don't know 13 14 years old until I was 18 and so rodeo was was my fun thing my senior year and then I um, went off to college came back and started barrel racing again and um, I was just at these jackpots and I noticed how fit and how amazing these equine athletes were and how well we take care of them and to take care of their feed, their supplement that we have them on an exercise regimen and practice and all. That. I mean, we treat them like athletes. But like you said, this is a two um, athlete sport. We are their partners. And um, a lot of people just don't do the same for themselves and hold themselves to that, stand, that same standard that we do our horses. And we are athletes um, as much as anybody that's not involved in this sport and in this industry think that it is all the horse and we're just sitting up there um, Mm -hmm. that they don't understand the amount of um, work that we have to put in and how intentional we have to be with every single movement that we make for our horses. Um, And so, you know, we compete in what I consider one of the most competitive sports out there um, that's down to the thousandth of a second. I mean the thousandth of a second can determine whether or not you pull a check. So it uh, you know, why not do everything that we can to put in a competitive advantage for ourselves um, by making sure that we're as fit and as capable as possible for our horses. Right. Totally. I love that. Like we
1: need to, if we're going to take ourselves seriously. And I mean, of course there's people that do it totally for fun and they don't care about the thousands of a second. They're just there to have a good time. And that is totally okay. But it's maybe more of the people that wanting to level up, they want to go from a 2D to a 1D and they know their horse can do. And it's like, what am I missing? What's, what do Mm -hmm. I lack here? And how can I take that next step and get there. And I totally think what you're doing with fitness and just trying to promote that idea is going to help people. It's going to make everyone kind of question, Oh, maybe I am not doing everything I can. Maybe I should. And I'm like, you might have excuses. Oh, I can't, I don't have time, whatever it is, but it's like, maybe you need to reevaluate what you actually want. And Mm -hmm. I love that about you because you're totally showing that to people like, yeah, if you want to get it, this is it. It's not an easy thing, but it's your life and your fitness and your health and your mental health. And it all kind of ties in to being better. So when you started and you kind of were going to jackpots, did you notice? Because like you said, you kind of came from a different background, like you had the softball and you had coaches and learned about more physical fitness early on. Did you notice a difference when you're going to those races? And did you feel you had a bit of an advantage kind of because of your background?
0: I think that's, that's hard for me to, to tell. I mean, I feel like the more fit that I am, I notice in myself how much quieter, yet more aggressive I'm able to ride. I don't know if that's, me, myself being better than somebody else. But, you know, I do believe my my horse is 24 years old. I've I've been competing on her regularly for the past, I don't know, four or five years. And so she's been in her 20s pretty much this mm-hmm. whole time. And she's been able to compete in the 3D. And, um, you know, well, that's not, it's not the 1D by any means. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I feel like the fact that I have kept myself in the kind of shape that i'm able to i can help her as much Mm -hmm. as possible um even though for the most part she knows what she's doing but at the same time if i don't keep myself to that standard um Mm -hmm. i'm not doing her as much justice as she needs to be able to compete to the best of her ability totally
1: yeah and that's where it doesn't matter necessarily like they say you know your horse is only as good as you and you're only as good as your horse. So if you're on a, like a 3D horse, that's totally okay. And you want to get everything you can and you want to provide and be the best. Like that's kind of the moral of the story is thinking and striving to be your best so your horse can be its mm-hmm. best and vice, ber- vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. So what are some of the benefits if people are kind of considering, but they're not really sure if it's the right fit or what they want to do or getting a coach? Like what would you say a lot of the main benefits and differences that you've noticed since starting and having clients and just watching their journey and progress?
0: Yeah. So I think, you know, we kind of live in a DIY society. Like I'm going to figure it out for myself, which is totally fine. You can do that. Um, I just think it's no different than getting, um, a trainer going and taking lessons from a coach, um, for barrel racing. Mm -hmm. You know, you could probably figure it out on your own, watching enough YouTube videos and doing enough trial and error on your own, but you're going to expedite that process by going and getting the help from someone who's either been there, done that, or has the, that knowledge and expertise that you might not have yet. Mm -hmm. It's just going to speed up the process. And I think having someone in your corner that, um, is able to give you a plan so that you're not guessing every single time you go to the gym or you go out into your garage or wherever to do a workout, um, you have a plan to follow that again is just going to expedite the process. Um, and just having someone to hold you accountable. I know that is a huge thing for every single person that I work with is just the accountability that having a coach or even a workout partner or whatever will give you, um, to make sure that you, you just stick to it um, because it is a process. And there's a lot of days that, you know, the women that I talk to, um, are not having a good day, you know, maybe their weight went up. Now they think that they gained weight, but in reality, um, they probably had extra sodium the day before, or they're just bloated or just different things Mm -hmm. that um, when you don't have the extra knowledge of how your body works, you might think that you're going in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And so having someone to kind of give that feedback to and someone to reassure Mm-hmm. No, you're doing the right things. Just keep going. Just keep going. Trust the process. It's going to happen. I I promise. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my, my biggest thing that gets me fired up is just there's a lot of coaches out there that try to do these lose weight quick things when in reality, and this is why I train barrel racers specifically, which, you know, some people, their goal is weight loss, but at the same time this is a lifestyle. It's Mm -hmm. not a lose seven pounds in seven days thing. It's not a crash diet. It's not like, if you're looking for that, I, I really hope that you, you just kind of sit back and think about it for a second because it, it really, it can cause some, a lot of other damage to your body and your health. And at the end of the day, this is about your health. Of course, we're training to be better, better barrel racers, but you can't do that without without your health at the end of the day. Totally. Yeah. You said so much right there and I'm just like
1: there's so <laughs> many points that I want to talk about <laughs> and it's so true like from the accountability aspect of even you said like you can feel so discouraged so easily and that's the word that came to my head when you're saying that of someone thinking that they gained weight meanwhile it could only be from yesterday or maybe if they're trying to get fit or you could have just easily start gaining muscle. Like when I gain weight, mm-hmm. I'm the odd one that I'm like proud of it. And I'm happy because if I start losing weight, like I'm going to turn to nothing. And I'm like, I'm Not happy. To right. So it's like a good, yeah. thing. like it totally depends on your, like what your goals are and what you're actually trying to achieve. But I could totally see how those people would feel so discouraged. And if you didn't have someone like to be in their corner, like you said, it'd be really easy to just kind of fall off the wagon and. Let it go and say, you know, maybe I don't really care that much about this, or I do care, but I just am so discouraged to keep going. And that's where, Mm -hmm. for sure, the accountability. So, people listening, like if you want a coach and something very specific, if you are a barrel racer, a horseback rider, 100% like Sarah knows, like she (laughs) is dealing with those people and knows how to, like you said, train for life. Like it's not, and that's the other thing that I wanted to touch on as well with what you said. It's not like, oh, I'm going on a vacation and I want to look good in a bikini. And then when you come home from the vacation, you lose it all. Like you just like totally fall off and you go back to your normal life and everything goes back to normal. You might, you know, if you're whatever it is, you, you were fit or you got what you wanted for the vacation and then you lose it all. So it's like all that work that you did, it's not sustainable in some ways where You said it's like the lifestyle. So for those people that are wanting to kind of touch and like dive into that lifestyle a little bit, what type of tips could you give for those ones that are maybe afraid to start? Like, because I know myself, when I first was going to the gym, if I went by myself, I would be like traumatized to go. Because even barrel races, like you go and you don't know anything, you feel like people are going to judge you. You feel at a place, like you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like what kind of advice and tips could you give those guys that... They're just kind of like trying to dip their toes into this new lifestyle.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and this is definitely something that has been the case for a few different women that I've worked with. Um, There's one in particular that when I started working with her over a year ago, you know, she wanted to do all of her workouts in like the back room. She didn't want anybody to like see her working out because she was she she just felt like she didn't know what she was doing and. Um, you know, now she's like up in the front room, like modifying on her own, texting me on the fly, like, hey, this machine isn't available. So I'm going to do this. Is that cool? I'm like, yeah, you you do you. That's, That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> and so I, I think as hard as it is, it is like going to a barrel race by yourself. You just kind of have to slowly gain that confidence and put yourself in an uncomfortable situation Um, you know start small start with a plan so that you're not sitting there while you're already um worried about everything else that's going on you're worried about people looking at you and judging you and all that stuff start with a plan that's already written out that way you're not trying to figure out what exercises you should be doing Um, I think that's the biggest thing. And then that way you can go in, you already have your mindset on, I'm doing this, 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 and this, and, um, just go for it. And 100%, honestly, like, as much as you feel like people are staring at you and judging you and everything, just like when you go to a barrel race Mm -hmm. by yourself. Nobody is. Everybody's paying attention to themselves and what they're doing in their exercises. Just like at a barrel race, everybody's paying attention to, you know, themselves and their horses and everything. So, you know, for a little bit, it will be uncomfortable, but you just kind of have to put yourself in that, that position. And then you'll, your confidence will grow. Mm -hmm. Like absolutely will grow. If you just stick to it, you just keep going, keep sticking to your plan. You're going to get the hang of it. You're going to, start feeling like you're meant to be there too just like you feel like everybody else is Mm -hmm. and you never know who is at the you know the machine next to you they might be in the exact same situation as you're in and they might feel really intimidated also so i mean you just never know you're not alone that's Mm -hmm. 100 percent for sure Mm-hmm. I love that. It's so true. And it, like,
1: it's so funny how it is so relatable to barrel races. Cause I think everything in life, I somehow relate it, how it applies to riding. And Same. I think that is like, right. I think this is a perfect example. And there's so many things you can learn just from in life that you're overcoming the obstacles and like the mental obstacles that you feel you face. Before you even really start or even go in the arena, you're battling with it and you're trying to overcome those things while bettering yourself. And I think, like you said, if you can get over that, like you start from somewhere, you start and I'm sure even you, when you just first like got your training certificate and stuff, you were a beginner, like you didn't know how your business would start. Like, it's the same thing. Can you kind of touch on that a little bit? Like, what has that kind of journey been like for you?
0: yeah absolutely. I mean, I think everyone goes through this imposter syndrome of feeling like that they're not good enough or they they don't actually know what they're doing. um you know, I've one hundred percent felt that um starting this whole certificate or um training thing, and you know, I had my certification. I knew what I was talking about, but at the same time, I'm like second guessing myself every single time, and mm-hmm. obviously as I've trained more and more and more and helped so many more people, I'm like, no, I actually do know what I'm talking (laughs) about. I did learn all of these things. And I mean, it's, it's the same again with barrel racing. It's like, when you first start out, you, you feel like you don't have what it takes or you don't have the horse or you don't, you know, you, a lot of doubts come into play and that's, Mm -hmm. that's totally normal. That's just human nature. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just getting through it anyways and doing it anyways, even though it is terrifying. And I know like when I started training people, like I've, I'm a hundred percent super type A, so I'm really hard on myself. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) that if it wasn't perfect, I wasn't going to do it. And I just had nice. to drop that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's the same with your weight loss journey. It's not going to be perfect. It's the same with your horse training, training a horse. It's never going to be perfect. You're going to ride this roller coaster of emotions of I'm doing awesome. No, I really suck. No, I'm doing really awesome. <laughs> no, I suck. So it's just it's just life, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like kind of, it's funny,
1: like everyone has their different personality types. Like you said, you're a type A and that means everyone has their own unique set of obstacles that they're overcoming. So never think that you see someone that is like fit, like super fit, knowing their stuff, like don't ever think that they didn't have hurdles to overcome because I think everybody does. And what you said earlier that I just thought of is just the goal setting of, if you are actually prepared, you feel confident. And I think in two ways how that really helps is one, like for a smaller scale, just prepared going to the gym. And then when you work out for, let's say, one whole month and you set the goal, like the bigger goal of one month, you went to the gym, you had your, it's like the steps of preparation, like you prepared for the gym, Mm -hmm. but you also prepared to go for a whole month. And then I think how in the next level, it's like you go to a barrel race now, and you did all those little goals you went to the gym like you know what i mean like you did all those things and now you feel probably even more prepared for your barrel race which for you and your business and your clients like that is the ultimate goal is exactly to get them to that barrel race so when you've been helping these clients taking them kind of from point a of beginning they're new to you and then to point b like what is the biggest change and transition that you've noticed in people in their riding
0: i think you know, overall, their confidence—not only in themselves, but in themselves in the saddle—has mm. um, just become that. That's the biggest change, and that's the change that I love seeing the most over any kind of physical change, because the mental aspect of mm. knowing that I've put in the work, I've done everything that I can, and I know that I can ride my horse to the best of my ability. Um, at this point, you know, I'm stronger. I can um, hustle my horse more. I can do the leg lifts that I've never done Mm -hmm. before, you know, just different things like that. And then getting the text messages when I check in with everybody on the weekends and they're like, Oh my God, I just had this amazing run and I've never felt like this. I've never done this. And, you know, or to Mm -hmm. the point of just trying to get back in the saddle, because there's Mm -hmm. women that I've trained that, you know, they used to ride and then they got to a point in their health that they couldn't ride anymore. And then now, you know, just slowly getting back into it and being able to ride again and just Mm -hmm. getting those text messages of, um, you know, thank you so much. Like I can finally do what I love to do again. Mm -hmm. And like, that literally makes me want to cry. Because that's that's why I do this.
1: Mm -hmm. You're changing their lives, you know. Like you're you're a fitness coach, but I think it's so much more than that. Whenever I've talked to or listened to podcasts of other trainers that have helped people in this same situation, but a grander scale, like they were like living on a couch, like so heavy they couldn't get up, and then it's not just getting them fit to do daily activities or the things they love, like horseback riding. It's making them realize that they're they're worthy of it. And that, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so neat to see, cause it is, it's like, it would be so rewarding and satisfying to know that I help these people. And I'm sure that's why like you get up and you do this and you started doing it is to, you know, like you're taking these people on such a transformation for the better. And I just absolutely. salute you so much. Cause I think that is <laughs> just like absolutely incredible. So when, um, when, I've heard of people that they have a bit of a misconception for riding and they obviously like you said riding is very physical and one thing I've noticed and I've heard people say before that aren't totally in the sport they don't really fully understand but they say that riding is enough like oh I'm riding I burn calories I've heard this like you know when you're doing long distance like long trotting you're burning calories and all this stuff which is true like you do exercise to some degree, but what do you have to say about that when people say, "Oh, but you ride like that should be enough for your fitness lifestyle
0: yeah i've I've seen the the thing on Facebook that it's like, "Oh, you know moving x number of bales of hay or feed bags or riding for x period of time is you're gonna burn however many calories um you know." that's part of your daily life. And so your body is used to that. Um, and so while I understand it, that does burn calories, because I know when, you know, I have a really good or a really intense workout on my young horse, because I have to pay attention to my body a lot more on her. Um, that it is a lot more taxing, but that doesn't replace what exercising and doing, um, resistance training and everything like that can do for your muscles. Because, um, at the end of the day, or at least the way that I train and train all of the barrel racers that I do, it's not necessarily about how many calories can I burn. It's about building muscle and building strength because, you know, even if you're a hundred pounds soaking wet and you're on this horse and you're flopping around and you don't have any strength, you're not doing that horse any justice either. You're not helping them out. So you know we we have to be strong, and you're you're not going to gain that strength by just doing the things that you already do anyways. Um, so it yes, you burn calories. It would never replace you know mm-hmm. either going to the gym or doing a home workout three or four mm-hmm. times a week. Totally. I feel like just the mindfulness
1: of setting that expectation of yourself and following through and doing like you're like you can lift bales, but you can have your back totally arced using horrible form. And you're probably at the mm-hmm. end of the day using or doing more damage. And I'm the type of person, cause I got into yoga and we can touch on that as well. And I noticed a huge difference just with my balance and my posture. And I think when you're fit mm-hmm. and like you said, you're strong, those are really like two huge components for barrel racing. If you don't have balance and you don't have good posture in your saddle, like you said, you could be a hundred mm-hmm. pounds, but you're not helping your horse. Like you're still you're still all over the place. And I think when you have intention of bettering yourself and actually taking the one full hour to work out and getting yourself on that program, it will help you lift bales better and be more effective. Yeah. And like you know what I mean? So I think just that idea. Absolutely of yeah like just it's giving it's being more mindful about your days even which i think that is you know you're holding promises to yourself which is the other aspect i think of this goals we have of getting fitter is the the rewards like we feel better knowing that we were accountable and we actually followed through and i think that totally transitions over to our day-to-day life and makes it mm-hmm. easier and i think once mm-hmm. you get get the momentum it is so much easier so for you with some of the people if they've you know kind of fall off the wagon a bit and they feel really defeated what type of advice and tips would you give people to kind of keep momentum and keep motivated as they go through this
0: yeah I I think you know it happens just having the realization that this isn't all or nothing it's not you know I'm going to be perfect all the time, and then you slip up once, and then it's like, oh crap! Well, this week's done. I might as well just give up for the rest of the week, and you know, start over on Monday. That's the cycle that kills progress. So mm-hmm. it's just the mental aspect of if you have a bad day or even a bad week. I mean, there's been times that you know, even recently, like I haven't wanted to work out all week. Um, you know, I've had other things going on with my family and everything. And I'm just like, you know what the realization of sometimes it's better to take a step back and then be able to go hundred percent and realizing that that's not going to kill your progress. Mm. What's going to kill your progress is saying, well, I messed up one day. So on, on like Tuesday, so I might as well not work out the rest of the week and eat like crap that's what's going to kill it mm-hmm. not you know okay i had pizza for dinner i don't i don't even know <laughs> cuz <'Cause> pizza <laughs> might not even be bad i it depends <laughs> on each person but you know i messed up and i i missed my workout on tuesday so you know what i'm just going to get up tomorrow and i'm going to do better and mm-hmm. that's what i tell every single mm-hmm. girl that i work with is you know it's not all or nothing it's just like i said we're training for life so things come up and things happen Mm -hmm. and we just kind of have to realize that we can do better the next day. And that's how we just keep putting one foot in front of the other and making slow Mm -hmm. incremental changes and just making it a habit. And then even after doing this for years, like I said, I still have bad days, but I'm not going to sit here for a month and say, well, I had a bad week, so I'm not going to work out for another three weeks or something like that. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a big mental hurdle that I think a lot of people, um, have to get through and just realizing that it's not the end of the world. If you have a bad day, Mm -hmm, totally. And the one thing I,
1: that my mind kind of went to when you're saying that is kind of remembering your why, always having your why in front of you and realizing why did you even start? Like if you're about to quit it, think of why did I begin this? And to me, so my story a bit, I was going like super hard and then quarantine happened and we bought a few things for an at-home gym and I totally flunked. Like my mom was going at it and I'm like, holy, like she's like killing it. And I'm like, for me, I just couldn't do it. And like, I have such a hard time Going to the room beside my bedroom to work out for an hour, it just was such a, it just made it so difficult. And I'm like, I just want the schedule back. I just want to go out to a gym. And that was so difficult. And I think when you're able to kind of like assess that and realize, okay, I flunked for a bit, but you know, when the gyms open up, like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to do what I can every day. It might not be what I was doing, but at least it's like you said, the one foot in front of the other. And when you get back into it, it's just knowing what was my why initially. And like, I don't want to quit. I don't want to let everything I did prior totally like go to waste and go back to square one. If you don't have to and I feel like a lot of times probably when people lose momentum They just they lose it all like they just go back to the very beginning And then they're like, how did I get in this place again? Like how did I get here? And I think for sure just with everything that we've talked about with like the accountability and having someone Keep you on track is so important just you to keep yourself on track and remembering your why and I think that is huge so now that you've been doing this for a while and you've been getting the clients and people that have their why and they have their reason to work with you and to stay on track and to stay doing it. You've had some pretty interesting clients and one particular that's in the NFR. So can you touch on that a little bit? How did that come about? And just kind of a backstory of what was she trying to accomplish and how has that helped her?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've, I have, I've gotten to work with some really amazing women. Um, all around. And then, and then there's Jimmy that, that everybody knows now, um, Mm -hmm. which funny enough, uh, you know, she reached out to me, I guess I had tagged someone in an Instagram story and got reposted and she found out who I was. I don't really know how that Mm -hmm. happened, but she, she sent me a DM and we started talking back and forth. And she basically said, you know, I, worked out a lot in college because I get, I did goat tying and it was super competitive. And that's just, that's what you had to do. You had to, to work out and be really fit for that. Um, and then since graduating and being just pro rodeoing and all of that, like I haven't, I haven't been keeping up with it. Like I need, I need some help there. I was like, okay, cool. So we had been talking back and forth and Jimmy is a very budget mindful um mm-hmm. when it comes to everything which i don't blame her because it is very expensive to do what she does and mm-hmm. if you're not winning it's it's really hard and so i i completely understood that so i i was just coming out with um a new training guide that i had written up and i was like you know what what better person to just send this to for free than a pro um barrel racer i was like hey jimmy I've got this program. It's not going to cost you anything. Just try it out. Let me know what you think and how it goes for you. And um, she she did that. And then by the time that she finished that, I just happened to be opening up um, sponsorship applications so that I could sponsor a couple girls for six months at a time, which I, I now do every year, um, so that I can give other women an opportunity to work with me one-on-one that otherwise might not be able to. Um, and so she reached out to me and she said, Hey, let's, let's do something. I was like, all right, cool. So we've been working together on that level, um, for about a year and a half now. And Jimmy is one of the hardest working, nicest people that I've ever met in my entire life. Um, she cares so deeply for every animal. Um, every horse that that she yeah. competes on and has, um, which is amazing. And we last summer was really hard. The summer run is really hard when you're trying to train someone because it is so crazy. It's all night drives and, you know, very little sleep and everything like that. And so, you know, there's, a, there's some back and forth there. And um, then it, it it's the realization that at one point, um I was just like all right Jimmy you do you for a little bit I'll check in with you in a few weeks but I know you're super busy right now so I'm not going to keep bugging you because I know it's not going to happen let's be Mm -hmm. realistic right now right so that and then you know Lena got sent home after Calgary and so that was tough for her and she's scrambling trying to find other horses and it was just last summer was a mess and so for her to have the winter that she did this year um and then covid hitting and everything which was re- i felt so bad because she was she had the momentum going into houston i mean she had done well in denver she did well in fort worth mm-hmm. um so it it kind of sucked but you know we took the time to regroup and mm-hmm. you know get some workouts in and do all that and then she finally got to go out again and she finally i mean had pretty much cemented that she was going to make the NFR, which was pretty amazing. I I felt I was so happy for her just on a personal level, because Mm -hmm. I know what last year was last year was so hard and she was so close. I mean, she went into the summer, I think number five or something like that. And um, she was up there and, and had just a really rough summer and ended up not making it. So I was so happy for her. And now we, um, we have this, like little group going that is her and um, a bunch of people that she's friends with because I found that group programs tend to work really well when it's a group of friends because Mm -hmm. they're a lot more likely to kind of call each other out to get Mm -hmm. it done versus a bunch of strangers where you're like, I don't know how I should talk to this person because I don't know them, but we've got that going right now. And, you know, just really ramping up things for the last, you know, I don't even know how many days we're down to now before the NFR, Mm -hmm. but roughly, you know, a little less than two months before the NFR. And um, I'm really excited to go watch her run. I mean, she's running in basically in my backyard, which (laughs) couldn't couldn't have been any better. I love Vegas in December. I absolutely love it. And I'm sad that it's not there. But at the same time, like I get to drive (laughs) 45 minutes and go watch her run at the NFR can't come yeah
1: (laughs) that's awesome so with that like just because that's like such a high level and I love that she's almost being a bit of an advocate to showing people and you're spreading the message and I'm trying to spread the message of people at the top need to do this like it's something that you're going to get an advantage of and I think like the mindset like I was thinking if you're to Kind of take two people, one that was working out and doing all the things, doing yoga, eating right, fueling themselves with real good food for their mind and body. Like they, I would put money down on them any day. Like, you know that they're going to have a bit of an advantage. And I think when you're at that level of, in the NFR, you need every bit of advantage you can get. And so how has that been? Because I know like you're saying it's so hard in the summer, they're on the road, they're driving all day. How do those people balance that? How do they stay away from eating fast food? Like what tips do you give for people that are on the road a lot, rodeoing or not rodeoing, but they just, it's like really hard for them to keep that schedule. What kind of things do you, like mm-hmm. what advice do you give for her and others?
0: Yeah, so fortunately, Jimmy's like the easiest person ever when it comes to nutrition because she already likes to eat like healthier things. Obviously there's like, tacos or margs or something every now and then but for the most part you know she will actually prep a lot of different things um, to have in the trailer that way she can just heat it up um, and so that's a big thing that i would advise for anybody that is on the road frequently um, prep as much as you can because a gas station will always have a microwave that you can use to heat up whatever you meal prep um, or There's always options, and I and I did send Jimmy a list of, uh, you know, fast food options like, you know, get grilled chicken over fried chicken. Get you know, just make the conscious decision when you're at even a fast food place to say, okay, maybe I'll get a side salad instead of fries or a fruit cup instead of fries. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also about balance. You don't have to eat healthy all the time. So it's like, like I know Chick Fil A. Um, is big for us. And so it's like, if I want regular chicken nuggets, not grilled chicken nuggets, then I'll get a fruit cup. If I get grilled chicken nuggets, I'll get fries. And mm-hmm. so it's just kind of playing that balancing game mm-hmm. of, you know, it doesn't have to be hard. Mm-hmm. Just be mindful about what you're putting in your body and then just making sure that you're getting in protein at every meal. Mm-hmm. So whether that be, you know, maybe you have a jug of protein powder with you on the road or, you know, you get some beef jerky or just different things like that, that, um, just making sure that you're, you're keeping your protein up because that's, what's ultimately going to help with, um, either losing weight or gaining muscle because, um, your protein basically puts your body in a state where it's burning fat and restoring and maintaining your muscle. So, Mm -hmm always making sure that you're getting protein in throughout the day um, Mm -hmm. is probably the biggest piece of advice that -hmm. I could give. And there's always options at any fast food, any gas station, anything like that, that has good protein and isn't super fattening.
1: Mm -hmm. Totally. And like you said, it's just kind of being more mindful about it, like making the aware decision of, okay, what am I going to do? And I think that's like a huge piece of the puzzle is just with everything you do your day-to-day, like be more mind aware, be body aware. And I think like we talked about a while ago, but just like the whole yoga thing, it totally makes you just more, you're taking time to be way more conscious of yourself and what you're doing and even how you sit. If you cross your legs all the time, how that affects your riding. And I think it all just ties in together to one nice package of being balanced and a healthy human being. <laughs> so yeah, I like I love your messages and I love that idea because, like I said earlier, but when we first started, something that's so overlooked and so non cared about as much as it should be as an athletic sport, and so. I appreciate everything that you've been doing here and just helping spread that message to another level and having someone in the NFR is a huge accomplishment for you and her. So I like wish her all the best luck. I'm excited (laughs) for you to go watch her and hopefully she kills it. So for now, moving forward, if people listen to this and they're interested and they want to know more from you and maybe get on a schedule and a call with you, where can they find you to connect?
0: Yeah, so I'm on... Facebook and Instagram as at barrel racer fit or Facebook slash barrel racer fit. Um, yeah. Pretty easy there. I, <laughs> I tried to make it as easy as possible when I was figuring out what I was going to do with this whole idea that I had. Mm-hmm. So Yep. Just barrel racer fit. Perfect. I'll, uh, well, yeah, I'll
1: tag you in the show notes and stuff and have your link everywhere and I'll tag you on social posts. So people know where to find you through me anyways. And I hope they do. And I hope if people listening have questions and want to learn more, don't hesitate to be a beginner and don't hesitate to reach out and not know everything because nobody does. (laughs) So yes, just take the step to be a better you and be better for your horse. So That is all for today. And thanks so much, Sarah, for joining me and talking about this thing that I feel like we're both just so passionate about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm I'm excited and hopefully this helps a whole bunch of people. Well, guys, what did you
1: think? I hope you enjoyed this episode with Sarah from Brow Racer Fit as much as I did. And I think there's just so much value and so many things to think about after this episode. So if you have any thoughts or comments or you wanted to Let us know if you liked it or didn't like it. Please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I'd appreciate it so much. And if you want to hear more and not miss anything, subscribe to Weekend Hustle on all your favorite podcast platforms and also on social media. So please, guys, let's connect and uh, we will talk to you next week. Bye for now.